This episode is brought to you by Novello Mattresses, where comfort meets innovation, giving you the perfect night's sleep you've been dreaming of. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night, struggling to find a comfortable position? Look no further than Novilla Mattresses, the ultimate sleep solution designed with your comfort in mind. Experience the luxury of a good night's sleep with Novilla's advanced mattress technology. Their mattresses are crafted using the finest materials, providing the perfect balance of support and softness. Whether you prefer a plush feel or a firmer surface, Novilla has a mattress that caters to your unique sleep preference. But what sets Novilla apart from the rest? It's their commitment to innovation and quality. Each mattress is thoughtfully engineered to provide optimal spinal alignment, reducing pressure points, and ensuring you wake up feeling refreshed and rejuvenated every morning. Say goodbye to restless nights and hello to blissful sleep with Novilla's cutting-edge cooling technology. Their mattresses are designed to regulate temperature, keeping you cool and comfortable throughout the night. No more waking up in a sweat, just pure, uninterrupted sleep. Worried about allergens and dust mites? Don't be. Novilla mattresses are hypoallergenic and resistant to common allergens, ensuring a healthier sleep environment for you and your loved ones. And here's the best part. Novilla is committed to affordability. They believe that everyone deserves a great night's sleep without breaking the bank. That's why their mattresses are competitively priced, giving you the best value for your money. But don't just take our word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already made the switch to Novilla. Even when your mom comes to my place, just know she's getting a great night's sleep, among other things. <laughs> Experience the difference for yourself and discover what it truly means to sleep like you've never slept before. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% off any purchase you make through Novilla directly. Ready to transform your sleep experience? Visit their website today and choose the Novilla mattress that suits your needs. Your journey to a better night's sleep starts now with Novilla mattresses. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt, don't give up on your faith, but come to those who believe it. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hello and what is going on, my fellow Shwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What is going on, everyone? Today hasn't last week wasn't that exciting, I, I gotta say. Um, was it? It was Martin Luther King Day, which obviously some people were like, I am so happy to go into work today because fuck black people. I was like, Jesus Christ. People I'm like, I don't like Christopher Columbus, but I'm okay with the day off, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, I don't like what he did, you know, I don't think he's a good person. Do I think he deserves a day? No. Will I take the day off anyway? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'm like, it doesn't, I mean, like, seriously, though, like, I don't know if I hate anything or anyone that much that it's like. Hey, this day is a celebration of them, and therefore we will not be working today. And I would never be like, fuck that guy, I want to work anyway. I'm like, why do you, I don't know. I don't know, you meet like some people and you're just like, why the fuck, you know, people are like, Pe people want to work. I'm like, no, no, they don't. They, no, <laughs> that is crazy to think like people want to work. I know some people like, like having things to do and doing stuff, but, and always need something to be doing, but. 
like working a shit fucking job, working a job you hate and you're like, people want to work. No, they don't want to work. People do like take value in like, you know, the work they do. And I think that's important to remember. Like, yeah, it's important to, a lot of people like to take value in the work they do. So a lot of people do want to do a good job. But also at the same time, you'd be like, do you want to work? You know, you could probably go to most jobs. I could go to like a, Let's go to like a customer service call center and then let's let's go to every employee and ask them, do you want to work? Uh, like assuming you got this paycheck but you never had to work again, would you do it? And everyone's going to say fucking yes because most jobs fucking suck. You know, like the goal, you know, the goal in life is to find a job, you know, that you can like maybe uh, like do better than tolerate it, you know, for the most part. But, uh, because but yeah, I don't, I don't get people who say they like working. Uh, but no, it's been snow day central in Missouri. Was it Monday? Was it Monday? We had it was Martin Luther King Day, which the racists worked and they, they were very proud to work on him. Okay, day apparently, I'm like, good for you, you look happy and healthy, not me if you only care to ask. Um, Tuesday, it was too cold to go to school. Wednesday and Thursday, there were school. I had to I had to teach band class on Thursday, and then Friday we didn't have school again. It was too it was too fucking cold. So uh, I don't even know if I have that many stories to tell, folks. You know, how, many, how am I supposed to tell stories when I can't live life? I have, I have to be stuck in my home. Uh, I'm trying out Zins, dude. Not sponsored, by the way. Also. Pretty sure that like, there's good. There's a good chance that people like Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, those types of people, Tucker Carlson, uh, Andrew Schultz too. They're probably sponsored by Zen illegally because there's it's weird. There's weird rules about advertising on nicotine, but they all keep talking about how great it is on their podcast, and you know. So then I had to try. Obviously, six milligrams is a little too much for me. I'm not. I'm not one to do nicotine. Uh, but three milligrams is really good, and like I, now I get why people like to have nicotine in their system at all times. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, yeah, I literally didn't. I really didn't do much last week, and and like sometimes you know you just have a busy week, and so like I opened up Logic today, you know, to open the session to do this, you know, do this recording session of this podcast, and uh, didn't open a song in an entire week. So. Uh, Damn, Jackie, I can't control the weather. So, uh, life is my fault. Everything is my fault. I'm the reason for all the problems. It's just like my family always tells me. Just like, we have never done anything wrong in our entire lives. The only person who's ever, whoever needs to be held accountable for anything is you. So, um, yeah. So, that that's, you know, people think I need to be, have accountability, but they don't have to have it, you know. You know, that's, that, you know, fun, fun, fun shit. Anyways, though, um, what else? Yeah. I mean, like, the entire week, you know? Like, and, uh, yeah, you know, I have, I have some, uh, classes I have to teach this week, which will be exciting. I'm excited to tell you how, how that goes. Um, here's something to think about. And, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I haven't even really, yeah, I've been, like, ordering, you know, when you're, 
when you're not working, you're like, I better buy a bunch of shit. And so I bought a bunch of shit. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's fun to watch them buy new shoes like a week ago. I can't even remember when I bought, maybe, I can't even remember when I bought the shoes, but uh, they have been delayed many of times getting to my home, which I am okay with because it's not an emergency. But at the same time, you know, it's like, it is fun looking at your, like, because I'm, I'm the dumbass who likes to look at the the shipping tracking information, like, all the time. I'll just check it throughout the day. Like, you know it's not going to come for another three days, and you're like, better check on it, see what's what the, what's going on. You know, better see what the situation is going on here. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, waiting on shoes. I want to become a van, van shoe person. I've always been a Converse guy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just making the switch, and then hopefully I get the shoes, and then I can give you guys life advice on what it's like switching from Converse to Vans, you know? Cool. Um, cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. But besides that, yeah, it's been a, a pretty okay week. What should we name this episode? We're going to talk about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory in a little bit, so maybe a little chocolate themed? I don't know. Uh... Chocolate Lives Matter, dude. That'd be a funny episode. Chocolate Lives Matter. Should we? Should I just put the eat into the notes so I can just make sure we call it Chocolate Lives Matter? Uh, can you recognize my keyboard? There we go. Chocolate Lives Matter. There we go. I finally figured out the name for this episode. So that's rad. And that's cool. Uh, and that's awesome. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! So, I uh, just wanted to tell you, I do have music over uh, under Shweezy, wherever you get your music from. Very cool stuff, so make sure you go check that out, and uh, you know what they say. Uh, Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. Listening to my music, so definitely go check that out. Definitely all the cool stuff, you can definitely go check out there. Um, we also uh, have my socials under at the Shweezy. <laughs> Wherever you get your socials from, that would be that'd be where they get you get them from. Uh, it'd be at the Shweezy. Uh, we do have Patreon, we have Cash App, we have PayPal. All great ways to say thank you for being a friend, for traveling down this road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. So thank you for everyone helping out there, and that's a great way to help us out if you do want to financially support us and just you know generally help out the show, help me out, help out you know my music and my make this show better and everything in between so uh I feel like a woman a real woman so make sure you do all the free shit you can do as well make sure you're liking the show on youtube especially if you're not on youtube subscribe to the show leave us a comment uh i think we're finally getting i like the comment sections are busting nuts as i would say i don't know if that's the best term to be using fucking busting nuts but uh Yep, we're busting nuts over here at Cancel Shweezy, so definitely go check that out. But if you're on an audio platform, uh, make sure to leave a review and give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating. So, um... What'd you say? You fucked up. Because now we get to go into previous week right now. What is previous week right now, you may be asking. It's just the news from last week going over right now. You get it on a Wednesday... I read on Sunday, so all of last week's news is fresh to me. So, uh, uh, first of all, ride or die, bitch. 
So from the Roy's report, hello, Julie, uh, one of the best journalists of our day. Uh, IHOP KC bans profit with ties to Mike Bickle due to sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, oh, brother, this guy stinks! Uh, the International House of Prayer Kansas City has banned Bob Hartley, a self-proclaimed prophet, self-proclaimed prophet with close ties to IHOP Casey's founder, Mike Bickle, from its prayer room due to recent allegations of sexual misconduct. Based on information we have been presented and verified, Mr. Hartley has been informed he will no longer be permitted to access the IHOP KC prayer room. IHOP KC spokesperson Eric Voles posted on X Monday. We can also confirm he is not on staff at IHOP KC, nor is he a congregant of Forerunner Church. Though Hartley is not an IHOP KC employee, Hartley posted a video of himself recently as last December praying on stage at IHOP KC's prayer room. Hartley said also has close ties to IHOP KC and Bickle, dating back to founding of the 24-7 prayer ministry in 1999. Also former and current IHOP KC staff, one of whom served on the board of Hartley's ministry, told the Roy's report that the reported alleged sexual misconduct by Hartley to Bickle in 2016 and 2022, but Bickle didn't take any action. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me read this sentence again. I'm, I'm just going to fucking read this little bullet point I have here. Also, former and current IHOP Casey staff, one of whom served on the board with Hartley's ministry, told the Roy's report that they reported alleged sexual misconduct by Hartley to Bickle in 2016 and 2022, but Bickle didn't take any action. Okay, never mind. Uh, I thought uh, maybe, maybe I'm reading this wrong. <laughs> maybe I just read things wrong. Sorry, Julie. But uh, from what it looks like is this guy tried to buttfuck Mike Bickle. And I got to say, that's hilarious. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're like a guy who, who is a serial sexual assaulter and then a guy sexually assaults you, you know, isn't, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying there's some karma there. You know, I'm not... You know, I'm not trying to say bad things. I'm just saying let karma do its thing, you know? Let's move on. Uh, Bickle, who's facing allegations he sexually abused multiple women over several decades, told the Roy's report that he doesn't know of any report from 2016. Bickle said he recalls a dispute between Hartley and a woman in 2022, but added that at that time, Bickle was no longer leading IHOP KC and Hartley was not on staff. The most recent allegations against Hartley were published earlier this week on Facebook by former IHOP KC leader Michelle Seidler. Uh, one post included a text by an alleged victim saying Hartley had extremely forceful sex with the woman after she resisted Jesus Christ, resisted him for Jesus Christ, dude. The Seidler, oh, sorry if I'm saying the name wrong. Um, if if you're a victim, I, I'm sorry for saying your name. If you're not the victim. If you're like the perpetrator, I, don't know, I am not apologizing for saying your name wrong. I just wanted to let you know that. Sealer also published an account by an alleged victim claiming Hartley used promises of prophetic words to initiate private meetings with her. 
and Seedler published a video of Hartley apparently soliciting sex from a woman. Seedler wrote that in a text, Hartley asked how much money she wanted and said he would put the money in a bag for her and meet her wherever she wanted. Seedler, who told the Roy's report she's also one of Hartley's victims, said she's lost count of the number of women who have contacted her in the last few months about Hartley's inappropriate behavior. She added that she's in contact with a dozen women in substantial stories of sexual harassment or assault by Hartley from 2016 to now. Hartley did not respond to the Roy's report's multiple requests for comment. However, in two different rambling videos messages posted to Facebook this week, Hartley admitted to some mistakes but denied he sexually assaulted. He also offered various explanations for the video, like his social media being hacked and using Adderall to cope with his divorce. Harley also admitted he has no boundaries and said he has had consensual relationships with strong ladies who wouldn't allow me to be pushed them and pressure them. Harley at one point blamed the situation on witchcraft. There we go. Made up shit. And he complained that people are criticizing him for his support of Bickle, calling Harley Mike Bickle's number two. But I just had needs to be held, Hartley said. I just love you all. The allegations against Hartley follow a tumultuous few months at IHOP Kansas City. Not only has Bickle been accused of sexual misconduct, but alleged victims have also accused IHOP Kansas City of mishandling past reports of sexual misconduct by other IHOP Kansas City employees. IHOP Kansas City has commissioned a third-party investigation into the allegations against IHOP Kansas City and Bickle and recently admitted the organization has likely mishandled some reports of misconduct that likely... They've likely mishandled some reports of mis- they they've likely mishandled Yeah, I we're pretty sure we probably fumbled the ball here, folks, on uh, how we handle sexual misconduct. How did we fumble the ball here? Oh yeah, we ignored it and tried to get it to go away. That's how we fumbled the ball. Instead of taking accountability for our actions, we decided to just cover it up and try to get it to go away. That's how IHOP Kansas City likes to deal with their problems. But this this article I don't think is fully against Ohio City. They've they've allowed, they've created a system for for abusers. They did create that system, and uh, they are the ones at fault. And uh, for for you know you know who I would you know I think. You know what? Maybe I have Kansas City shouldn't exist. Let's go full throttle. Let's go full throttle and just like stopping them because apparently, because you know if let's talk about it this way: if your job or a business, you know, if a business, you know, had all this shit, you're like, yeah, this, the the CEO of the company, he just he'll try to fuck anything that moves. You know, yeah, that guy it would be bad because. Because, you know, as much as they can try to cover up lawsuits, sometimes they're sloppy, and sometimes people can get good lawyers, you too. Like, you're like, they can get information you didn't think was possible. So, it's crazy. So, it's, and, and I've been kind of, you know, we're following I Have Kansas City week to week here on this show. And, you know, they're going back and forth in between, hey, we want to put Mike Bickle behind us. We're ashamed of what happened here. We're trying to do better. They have that side, which would be the side we would all like them to be on. But then there's this other side of IHOP Kansas City where they're just like, yeah, yeah, you're going to get fucking raped here. You know, you're going to get raped. And uh, guess what? It's the Lord's will. So, you know, they have like two different mindsets. And I think... 
I think what needs to happen here, I mean, like, obviously, fucking Harley. I think I saw he's from, like, maybe he has a ministry in Blue Springs, uh, Kansas City, which is just, like, a suburb. It's, I mean, it's the Midwest. It's all suburbs. Like, the black people live in the actual city. You know, the white, us whites, we live in the suburbs. Yeah, though, so, I mean, my, the way I want to, you know, finish this, talking about this, is if someone says they're a prophet, you know, they're like, I, I have a prophecy from God, you know, and I don't care what you believe, because, like, I definitely would like you people to be, you know, at least the good Christians, not, like, bad Christians, a.k.a. Christians, you know, for the most part, you know, because... There's so a lot of good shit you guys can be doing, but when people are just, like, being like, I'm a prophet, and God spoke to me, I'm like, no, he didn't, because God, I mean, reality is, uh, God doesn't exist, probably, and uh, he doesn't speak to anyone, and so when someone's like, I received word from God, like, they are lying, and guess what, they usually are trying to scam people, <laughs> guess what, they're always like, oh, I have this, like, thing I need more money for, you know, they they always need money somehow, you know, it, it's very, it's very weird and convenient, and, uh, there it is again, that funny feeling, that funny feeling, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, so, I thought Mike Bickle is bad. Jesus, Bob Harley is almost worse. Dude, a man worse than Mike Bickle, dude. Mike Bickle, uh, evil Chris Columbus, as I like to say. Not Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus, the director of, like, Harry Potter and Home Alone. <laughs> dude, call me your tits. Uh, this is from news.com.au, which I've learned is just Australian news. They just have, like, one thing. It's a small island. Uh, Robert Irwin left embarrassed over Mom Terry's X-rated remarks. Uh, That's rough, buddy. Robert Irwin has was left mortified on stage over the weekend after his mom made an X-rated joke in front of a live audience. Terry Irwin's saucy joke about her late husband, Steve Irwin, left her son in a state of shock while the pair were on stage together at the VMX 2024 Veterinary Conference in Orlando, Florida over the weekend. During their presentation, Terry overheard a fan in the audience admitting they have a Steve tattoo, which sparked the star into making an X-rated gag. It seems like there's more than one person who has a tattoo of Steve, and I, and I was really impressed I don't have a tattoo of Steve, she said. I have a tattoo that says Steve was here. I don't think I can show it to you. That was the realization of what his mother had just said to him. Robert doubled over and held his head in his hands in embarrassment. As he urged Terry to change the subject, he yelled, Anyway, anyways, all right. Uh, meanwhile, Rob recently gushed about how he, how much he's been enjoying his life lately, and it's all thanks to a special woman in his life. He told news.com.au at the GQ Awards in November that Rory Bucky, Rory Bucky, uh, helps make things that much sweeter. I think, hello, I think, la all right, Australian accent, hello, mate, I think life is awesome for me in single seconds of every day, uh, said the TV star, but when love, 
Love is part of life. Every single thing is so much sweeter, so much nicer, and you take that time to enjoy every single moment. We are extremely happy. Erwin, who recently celebrated his 20th birthday, god damn, he's only 20? Uh, went out, oh, hold on, went out to share how he celebrated his big day and about how he feels about no longer being a teenager. I've always been lavished gifts, gushed the wildlife warrior. It was a lovely day spent with the entire fam. I was very spoiled. Very lucky. Entering a new decade is a weird feeling. Being a teenager for these last nine years, it's just strange waking up at 20. I'm so excited, but I'm thinking like, are my joints going to stop again? I don't know if it's weird, but I like it if it's cool. Later on in the night, Erwin took to the stage to accept an award which he decided to dedicate to both his beloved parents while sharing a sadness for his father, Steve, couldn't be there to celebrate with him. All right. Steve Irwin died either 2006 to... I want to say 2007, but I think it's 2006. I don't want to look it up either. Because I remember where I was. I was on the couch. I was just on the fucking couch. I just remember you just see it. It was before smartphones, so I remember seeing it on the television. So that's how I figured. That's how I learned Steve Irwin died and it was a stingray. We're like, I want to see that video. I never, I haven't seen the video. FYI, I haven't. There, there, I think there's video. Yeah, you video it out there. I, uh, I don't know where it is. Um, but uh, yeah, that was a long article to just say. Uh, yeah, Steve Irwin's wife, Bindi. No, Bendy's his sister. And you're like, his sister is cute. She's married. Very pretty, though. You know? But then you're like, you know, she's pretty. And then you're like, oh, but you're going to have to, like, we're probably going to have tarantulas in the house. And I'm like, I'm out. You know? Like, I'm cool with animals. Like, dogs and cats can be in the house. You know, little rodents can be in cages. Fish can be in water. You know? But, like... There's a limit to how how much I'm gonna be like. I want I want this in the house. Like I'm no I don't know. If I'm a reptile guy. I don't think I'm a reptile guy. I don't think I want reptiles in the house. And I think Dad and Bendy uh, would do that. So Terry's his mom's name, and I think she's no. I'm not gonna say she's single. It's been like no. He's been Steve Irwin's been almost gone for like 20 years. God damn. I remember I remember I remember the Crocodile Hunter movie, and I was like, this is boring. <laughs> But also, also, you're just like, this guy's fucking out of his mind, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, he is an animal expert, though. But, like, he was called the crocodile hunter. And that's the reason I don't want to be in Florida. You're just like, oh, one day you're just going to be like, I need to take out the trash. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, a fucking dinosaur. You know, I'm out. You know, that's how I'm out. You know, I don't know how you people in Florida deal with it. Oh, yeah, because you're all out of your goddamn minds. That's how you're all living in Florida. I've seen the fucking news reports. I've seen that shit. Don't act like it didn't happen. Um, but anyways, though, I would also like to put a tattoo on uh, Robert Irwin's mom that says property of... Property of... Property of... Or property of Schweig. You know, that'd be a fun joke. How old... We're going to have to look up how old Robert Irwin is because God, because he, this dad died 2006, 2007. Irwin. Uh, 2003. Okay, so he was, he was barely existing. He, that's rough because he probably doesn't remember his dad. How old? 
Yeah, his dad died in 2006. Okay, I remember. Okay. He was only like three years old when his dad died. That's kind of, that's rough. Bendy Irwin. I just want to look at that page. She's still married? Yeah, she's still married. Also, like I said, I don't want tarantulas in my house. I, you know, I like animals. I just don't want like a fucking tarantula in my house. You know, like spiders are already in your house and like whether you want them to or not, they're just there, you know? And, uh, yeah. Crazy stuff. I, that, that wasn't anything important. I just wanted to laugh at that or whatever, you know. Um, all right. Let's move on to our last article. Once I scroll down to it and find it and can say this. All right, we're talking about Green Day. This is from the Rolling Stone. Uh, Green Day to play Dookie and American Idiot every night on Summer Stadium Tour. Green Day will celebrate the 30th anniversary of Dookie and the 20th anniversary of American Idiot by playing both landmark albums in their entirety on their summer stadium tour with Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas. What a fucking moment it's going to be, Green Day bassist Mike Jarrett tells Rolling Stone. We've never done anything like this before, and there's a really good chance we'll never do it again. Dirt estimates it'll take about 90 minutes to play both albums. We'll then have to have about 35 to 45 minutes to throw down the on other stuff. He says, and production-wise, doing these albums lends itself to some amazing possibilities. Green Day played Dookie straight through at England's Reading Festival in 2013 and again last October at full Fremont Country Club in Las Vegas. It took them a little over 40 minutes both times. American Idiot clocks in at nearly an hour on record, though. At the moment, they don't know if they'll start the show with Dookie or American Idiot. We'll still need to put our heads down to do real work to figure that out. Durant says, before every tour, we do a lot of pre-production, a lot of thinking about how it should look and feel and sound because it really matters to us. That's the fun, but it also really keeps us on our toes. The set will also contain songs from their new LP, Saviors, but the band never leaves a concert stage without breaking out their classics. When you play songs like She, Basket Case, or Welcome to Paradise Live, it's a whole different energy, Durant says. It's complete, it completes the circuit. There's this little energy that happens with the crowd in you. We love playing those songs. It's as exciting to us as us playing songs live. Durant is also looking forward to a chance to reconnect with the Smashing Pumpkins this summer. I look back at some of their songs with nostalgia. He says, when we first got big in 1994, we joined Lollapalooza. They were headlining, and for both of us to still be around and still be vital, it's huge. Tour kicked off on July, June 29th at National Park in Washington, D.C. It wraps up September 28th at Petco Park in San Diego. Prior to that, Green Day are playing at full mix of festivals and headlining gigs in Europe. They're also playing a special series XM show at New York's Irving Plaza on Thursday night, just hours before the dropping stage. Okay. So, yeah. I am so excited. I think America, like, I think we talked about this last week if you listen to the advice section. But I think I've said like American Idiot was probably one of the first albums I ever just really loved front to back. Probably the second album. Yeah, it would be the second album. I was thinking about the Lion King soundtrack. I'm like, I didn't like every song on the Lion King soundtrack. So that's like really exciting because like I remember so when I was a kid, when American Idiot came out, you were still buying CDs. Like iTunes existed, but like I was a kid and like you don't have like a debit or credit card when you're a kid. So like you get cash and you have to go to a store and buy albums with cash, you know? That's what happens when you're a kid. Uh, and before the digital age really took off and shit like that. So, you know, you listen to American Idiots, you fucking love that shit. Then I bought 
the Interna- Green Day International Super Hits. Then I bought Dookie. Then I bought Nimrod. No, Nimrod. Then uh, it's not. Is it Insomniac? Yeah, this, they're that album. Uh, then I bought Warning, which Warning's underrated and stuff like that. And then you know you eventually get American Idiot. And so, and I remember, and I feel like Saviors. We're gonna talk about Saviors, their new album for a second. I do want to say. Saviors sounds like a combination of Warning, American Idiot, and 21st Century Breakdown. And I don't hate it. I, I really enjoy it. And I am excited for kids in my classes to get a listen to the new Green Day album. I hope they're excited for that shit. But Dookie front to back, because, like, Dookie, though I'm not a big fan of the production on it, you know, I think it's just did not age. The production of it didn't age well, but, like, the vibes and the songs... You know, my favorite track, and it's it's crazy to say Burnout is my favorite track off Dookie, which is the first song. It's like, you didn't think any other songs after that were that good? I'm like, I don't know. They they are, but I declare I don't care no more. Burning up and out and going bored in a smoked out burning room. Like, that fits so well on a CD and a cassette. And I will say, a vinyl record too, like, that was the time for that. It's so exciting. So, will I try to attempt to go to this show? Yes. Will I? That's for the future me to find out and for me to say... I identify as a fucking threat. FNX Fitness, the ultimate destination for fitness enthusiasts looking to reach their peak performance and achieve their health goals. Are you tired of the same old fitness routines that leave you feeling uninspired and unmotivated? Look no further than FNX Fitness, where they bring a fresh and innovative approach to your fitness journey. At FNX Fitness, they believe that true fitness goes beyond just physical strength. It's about nourishing your body and mind and soul to unlock your full potential. That's why they offer a wide range of high-quality supplements and products designed to support your active lifestyle. Fuel your workouts and enhance your recovery with the scientifically formulated supplements. From pre-workout energizers to post-workout recovery blends, FNX Fitness has you covered every step of the way. Their products are carefully crafted using premium ingredients, ensuring you get the nutrients you need to perform at your best. But don't take, but FNX Fitness is more than just supplements. It's a community of like-minded individuals who share your passion for fitness and well-being. Join their supportive community and gain access to expert advice, workout tips, and motivational content that will keep you inspired and on track towards your goals. They understand that fitness is a personal journey, which is why they offer a wide range of products to cater to your individual needs. Whether you're a seasoned athlete looking to take your performance to the next level or a beginner taking your first steps towards a healthier lifestyle, FNX Fitness has the tools and resources to support you every step of the way. But don't just take my word for it. Join the thousands of satisfied customers who have already experienced the FNX Fitness difference. Transform your fitness routine and unlock your full potential with FNX Fitness. And using our code in the description, you can save 15% off your order from their website. Ready to take your fitness to the next level? Uh, visit their website on your Neolist or your, your Neolist retailer today and discover the power of FNX Fitness. Elevate your performance, fuel your passion, and become the best version of yourself with FNX Fitness. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cash App. 
the easiest way to send, spend, and save money with just a few taps on your phone. Are you tired of dealing with the hassle of carrying cash or waiting in long lines at the bank? With Cash App, you can say goodbye to those inconveniences and hello to a seamless financial experience. Sending money to friends and family has never been easier. Whether you're splitting the bill at dinner, paying your share of rent, or simply sending a birthday gift, Cash App lets you transfer money instantly directly from your bank account. No need to worry about writing checks or handling physical cash anymore. Uh, but Cash App doesn't stop there. It's complete financial ecosystem right at your fingertips. Use the app to easily pay for your morning coffee, groceries, or even your monthly subscriptions. With just a simple scan or tap, you can make purchases at millions of locations, both online and offline. And here's the best part. Cash App helps you save money too. With its innovative Boost feature, you can unlock exclusive discounts and cashback rewards at popular retailers, restaurants, and even your favorite services. It's like having your own personal saving assistant always looking out for the best deals. Worried about security? Cash App has you covered. With top-notch encryption and advanced security features, your financial information is always protected. Plus, if you have ever had any questions or concerns, Cash App's dedicated customer support team is available 24-7 to assist you. So why wait? Join millions of satisfied users and experience the convenience, speed, and savings that Cash App brings to your financial life. Download the app today, form your app store, and start sending spending and saving money like never before. Luckily, the best part is if you sign up using the link in the description, you get a free $5 just for signing up. That's literally just free money. Uh, so join Cash App today. The future of money is here. And when you use our links, you directly support this show. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. There will be hot goth girls with big titties. Or however the song goes, I don't know. Uh, today on Cancel Sweezy, we're, we're getting, we're really straightened back in the movie reviews. I figured out how to do them. I figured out how to be more efficient with them. Because now we can go back into doing them again. So, uh, apparently, movies are hard to talk about. Uh, so, let's talk about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory while the Wonka franchise is still somewhat being popular from the Timothy Chalamet movie. Which, I gotta say though, I think Timothy, Timothy Chalamet is a great actor. You know, nothing nothing bad against his work. I don't have any complaints about how he works, but I do think he's kind of cool because the rumors I heard are that he fucked his way through uh, NYU college acting or whatever. And uh, I got to say, if it was all consensual, respect. But if one of them wasn't consensual, no respect at all. I don't know. I think... Guys, I don't know. Something, something's cool about something's cool about having a lot of consensual sex. Consensual, the word here, folks. There's something cool about consensual sex. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Do we have the right one? Oh, brother, this guy stinks! But let's talk about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We're not talking about the Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which, uh, as, you know... Because apparently... Uh, because apparently... Uh, Roald Dahl did not like this adaptation of the movie. The one I think is a classic, it's just a cinematic classic. He 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 would have preferred the the Tim Burton one because the Tim Burton one 
was just slight was more accurate to the book and the ideas of the book, but but there's just some fucking wrong things about that version. So we're talking about the good one. And also Gene Wilder, okay? Gene Wilder is it's it's crazy to think that like the the year you know you think about the year this movie came out and you're just like oh Gene Wilder was funny back then like and he was funny up until the day he died funny guy if you haven't watched Blazing Saddles first of all what's wrong with you you need to watch Blazing Saddles uh, just watch anything Gene Wilder's been in just because like that dude is just fucking hilarious like he's hilarious and he's the kind of hilarious that like as time passes on his comedic genius aged well. And like you just like look at this I'm like relatable, relatable, funny, relatable, you know, shit like that. So uh, you know, they would say this one. Let's one's, just jump into it. Let's jump into Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The good version with my arch nemesis. We'll get into that in a bit. So we start off with the character Charlie Bucket. Last name is Bucket. Okay, I don't know how you get that last name. Aren't last names, because, like, my last name is Schwegler, and that's German for flute player. So it's easy to assume that I have always been a poor musician in every life, in, in my life. So I don't know where you get the last name Bucket from, but uh, apparently it's because they're the poorest family in the entire city. Is it London? I don't know. I feel like it's London. That makes the most sense. And uh, also, Gene Wilder has an American accent. So there's little accents are a little off, but some characters in America. Surprisingly, all the character, all also all the chocolate, you know, golden ticket winners were were white too. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to bring that up, but I guess I just did. Uh, he is the poor paper boy, and we're gonna get into we're gonna get into more of it. But uh, he all he he loves candy and. A weird thing that you don't think about is, like, the sugar industry really took control of the world, you know? And so it's just like, oh, if I want candy, I could probably just, like, look around my house and find some. Where back in the day, you know, I talked to my mom, like, so it was, like, candy, chocolate, sugar, all that stuff. Was that, like, more, did you not get that as much when you were a kid? Uh, you know, you just ask any older person. They're like, yeah, we didn't get it as much. And then... Now, our generation is like all sugar. Everything's just candy nowadays. It's just straight up just candy. Uh, so, so like, it, it was a different time back. They didn't have cell phones. I, oh, how would they have done this? How would have they have done this sweepstakes in 2024? Uh, they would have just had no winners. Like, just be like, everyone buy chocolate <laughs> or whatever. Uh, so... Oh, yeah, they pass by, like, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. This is the beginning of the movie, so we're like, oh, let's get introduced to our main characters. And uh, so you got some fucking, it says, a tinkerer. That's what my notes say, a tinkerer. <laughs> it was like, told him the backstory of Wonka's little factory. The background that we all needed to know, where it was like, hey, uh, he closed off the factory. No one knows what goes on in there. But they do make chocolate. I'm like, okay, someone's going to have to go in there and get the chocolate shipments. You know, there's a whole bunch of shit that has to go down to have a business. You can't be, like, completely hidden from the world. You can have... And the security of that place 
was okay because like you would die. Every someone would just everyone just dies when they walk in there anyway. So I mean it's not that big of a deal. Uh but then we get to um Charlie's bedridden grandpa Joe, who who is the worst human being to ever my arch nemesis. I know the, the actor died in like the eighties. Uh I looked it up because I don't I don't like his face. Why do I not like his face? Uh because he play because he was such a good actor. <laughs> that is that is something like you know you're a good actor when people hate you. Like, you know, people just fucking hate you. You're just like, I guess, I guess he's a good actor, I guess, because I fucking hate him. You know? <laughs> like, he's so good at his part, you know, you're just like, I just fucking hate the guy, you know? Uh, so I fucking hate Grandpa Joe, and he's just like, oh, yeah, so what was Grandpa Joe, what if his fucking, whatever he says, and surprisingly it's true, uh, but Grandpa Joe is a drug addict, uh, not the good kind, not the ones that are fun, uh, the bad kind that uh, make your life worse. You know how there's like some drug addicts and they're like, oh, you make things worse for me. That's the kind of drug addict Grandpa Joe is. Uh, oh, yeah, there, at one point he was just like, Charlie, thank you for getting my tobacco, but I don't need it. I'm trying to quit. And then they get it from anyone. I'm like, of course he's smoking still. He's bedridden, but he's physically fit. You know, uh, I don't know what the other fucking people in this that fucking bed are. You got guaranteed that house smells like fucking shit. Dude, you can't tell me four. I sleep in my bed, and I think my bed gets kind of smelly after a couple days because I'm sleeping on it, and it soaks into the sheets and shit like that. You know, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine they're washing that bed. Like, how are they supposed to? You're like, all right, guys, get up. We got to take the sheets off to wash them. You know, you think anyone else in that bed, but Grandpa Joe is gonna be able? Grandpa Joe gets up first. Like, oh, I'm so tired. It hurts and shit. Like, fuck you, Grandpa Joe, and fuck you. You're drinking fucking. You're eating your goddamn cabbage soup. You should be fucking supporting your goddamn family, dude. Your son, I don't know who's, I don't know if it was your son or your, it was, that's your daughter or whatever. Uh, also, I feel like there's a, there's a reason to say, uh, since in the book, in the book, Charlie's dad's alive and works, has a job and shit. But in like this movie, he, his dad's dead for some reason. I don't know why they decided that. And, uh, you know, they're all eating their goddamn cabbage water. I think it was just called cabbage soup or some bullshit like that. And it's just like Charlie, Charlie's skinny as any can be. No, he has no, none of them back teeth either too. Like they're just fucking little points and shit like that. If you look at the picture, you, you know, uh, I don't even know where I'm at. I'm just complaining about grandpa Joe. I just fucking hate that guy. Uh, fuck that guy, dude. Like, what, like seriously, Seriously, you're just going to be a burden to other people when you're fine, you know? I don't know. Um, well, well, no, back to what I was I was trying to say, though. You know, if my dad's parents were still alive, and they were bedridden, and also in my house, you know, at some point I'd be like, where is that goddamn Social Security check? Because... I'm taking your money from that. If you're just going to lay in a bed in the living room and stink up the place, I'm taking your money. You know what? Like, what are you going to, are you going to like fucking stand up to me? Are you going to call the cops? Who do you think they're going to believe? The person who's walking or the person who is better? You know, just saying, just saying, 
Just saying. Um, let's let's move on. All right. So Wonka announces he he put five golden tickets into five chocolate bars, and we'll get to the reasoning why he did this later. Uh, but yeah. Basically, the half the movie half the movie is literally just like who's getting the golden ticket. You know, if you watch it on when I used to watch it on TV all the time, and they condensed this part, which they should have, because there's a lot of just fucking stupid shit going on here, like half attempted jokes that did not go through. Well, I don't think I've ever watched this movie not be like just like aired on TV or wherever. You know, like I've always I've never watched like the actual feature-length film, but was it was split up into, like, a mini-series, too, if I remember correctly, if I remember history correctly. Uh, so after the five golden tickets, we get we get all the winners of here. Let's let's look at all the winners. Uh, first, we got Augustus Gloop. Uh, you know, you hear the last name Gloop, and you're like, I bet that's a fucking fat piece of shit kid. And you're right, it's just a kid who eats a lot, and that's how he got the fucking chocolate bar. Because he ate a lot, and you're like, I guess you know, it's a numbers game at that point. If you're if you're fat and you want to win a in a contest where the, you have to eat food to win a prize, I think that's you know, he wins. You know, I don't know if he was should have been the first one to die, but you never know. Uh, then we got Veruca Salt, uh, who has a rich who has a rich dad, and basically how they they rigged the system. I don't think you know he bought cases upon cases upon cases. Wonka chocolate bars and just had his employees just look through all of them trying to see if they could find the one with the, you know, the golden ticket. And that's how they found it, which I feel, you know, I don't think we want to say that counts, but I guess it does. Uh, it's just kind of a bitch though. Um, and then, oh yeah, two, Amer and then they're like, then the two Americans. Okay. We got Violet Beauregard, who she chews gum a lot. I think she's just a kid. Violet, I feel like her dad, her dad needs to be like, hey, quit being a little piece of shit. But I feel like out of all the kids, I think she's minus Charlie. Charlie's like supposed to be like pure of heart, uh, even though he's going to have a lot. He probably had a lot of goddamn therapy when he was an adult or needs a lot of goddamn therapy, you know. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, his, oh, wait. Yeah, so Violet, she chews gum all the time. That's, like, literally barely important to the story. And she's like, she does that. I'm like, cool. The other character is Mike TV. T-E-E-V-E-E. -E -E -E. Mike TV. Guess what he's obsessed with? Television. Because his name is TV. <laughs> funny, fucking, funny shit that he, and he's always oh, obsessed with TV. Like, watching television and shit like that. So, you know, and there's always a sinister man looking over them, which is weird. It's the guy who's supposed to be Slugsworth, but it's not Slugsworth. And also, who's buying fucking Slugsworth? Have some Slugworth candy. Like, ew, no, I'm not going to. If your last name is Slugworth, don't get into making candy because no one's going to eat that shit. Uh, then they're like, oh, this guy in Africa got a golden, got the fifth golden ticket. Oh, in Paraguay. And then I knew it was fake from the beginning because I know. I can't imagine people in Paraguay are able to buy Like, if Charlie lives in the United Kingdom, England, London, I assume, and he's poor over there. If, if Charlie's poor, I can't imagine how poor the Paraguay people are. 
So clearly it's a hoax, but everyone's fucking stupid in this movie for some reason. Charlie loses hope, then finds money, and then eventually buys a Wonka bar. And what do you know? He learns both in, in, in the span of a couple minutes, he learns that, oh, the guy from Paraguay was lying because they don't have food in Paraguay. I can't imagine they have food. I'm saying of every country out there, Paraguay does not have food. I can't imagine Paraguay has food. So I'm just, I'm just putting that point out there. Uh, and then Charlie gets the golden ticket. He runs straight home, but not running into Slugsworth first. He's just like, get me that everlasting gobstopper. Though it is a trap. It is a trap, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's how it is. Uh, Grandpa Joy, you know, you know he gets, Charlie gets home. He's, like, just excited out of his goddamn mind. And, like, he got the golden ticket that Grandpa Joe is no longer, somehow, somehow Grandpa Joe is fine. <laughs> he's just, like, he just, like, he, he pretend, you know, you know, like, when someone offers to buy you something, like a meal or coffee or whatever, and you know how you do the whole thing, where you're just like, no, I can get it, don't get it for me, I'll get it for myself. And then they fight back, and you're like, oh, well, I guess it's, a, you know, because, like, you need to you need to be like, I'll pay for myself. Because it's like, you need to let them know that, like, when they do get it for you, they appreciate it. And also, like, hey, I don't need this. But, you know, but it, it, it's just, I don't know, for some reason, it's the right thing to do. Just to be like, pretend that, you, you pretend that you're insisting on paying. But, but after they say, you know, it's like, no, I insist. I'm like, that's when I stop. Some people keep fighting. I, I, that's when I, I stop. I try once and then I stop, you know? You know, uh, what, what else fucking... So they get to the factory, and you know, then he, then we finally get to see Gene Wilder, who plays Wonka, who is a man out of his goddamn mind. For real, he's just out of his goddamn mind. He's like, he's first walking out, like, being crippled, and then he does a fucking somersault or whatever, and he's like, ah! And he's doing all this fucking goofy-ass shit. He's doing goofy-ass shit. He's just like oh, I guess we have to come back the way we came. And then it's just like, wait a minute. Everyone's like, wait a minute, how do we get out? And I was like, everyone should, well, after that moment, it, well, after I know that, like, oh, we have to go on this tour, we're, we're fucked. I'm like, God damn. And I would have been like, scared for my goddamn life. I'm like, we're not touching fucking shit. If I was the dad, I'd be like, we're not, you better not be fucking touching anything, you goddamn piece of shit. Like, we're gonna get out of here a lot. I'm not gonna hear the end of this from your mother if you bring this up. And so, eventually, you know, they eventually get into the, uh, you know, the little park area, and he's like, come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. And who knew Gene Wilder could sing? I guess everyone had to If you were an actor back then, you had to be able to sing, I guess, because they're just like, it's theater, you know, because, like, because I know, like, the people who can sing do better in uh, getting roles on, like, you know, plays and musicals and shit versus, like, the, you know. Uh, he sings his gay little song. Oh, yeah, then Augustus Gloop, I guess, falls into the fucking chocolate pond, and then he gets sucked in the little pipe thing and then gets the fucking shot out of there. And the mom's, you know, I feel like... This one, I, I, I'm just saying, like, eat, everything's edible in here. And then the kid starts drinking the chocolate from the, the river, and then he falls in the river and then almost dies. I'm like, this one's on Wonka. That one's on Wonka, okay? Augustus, that one's on Wonka. It'd be like, you don't invite a fat kid into your child. 
life advice for everyone out there, but if you own a chocolate factory, do not invite the fattest kid alive to come to your chocolate factory. Uh, he will drink out of your chocolate river, and he will almost drown in your chocolate river. Just saying, this one was Wonka's fault. Like, he could have tried to, like, they were pointing for stuff this kid, too. Like, before he died, but he just died. I'm like, Wonka, I gotta tell you something, bud. That is, you know, there there is something in business where, you know, I've seen a, a comedian start to, like, belittle and be mean to his fans and stuff like that. And then he lost a bunch of fans. And he was like, why did I lose a bunch of fans? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't be dicks to the people who give me money. You know, and I, I think that happens with uh, Augustus Gloop. And, uh, yeah, and then the Oopa Loopa sing a gay little song. Then we move on. <laughs> gay song. Gay little song. Next, next scene. Um, we got the everlasting gobstopper with the symbol E. Oh, yeah. And so, like, yeah, so we get some more the eliminations, you know, like the kids. It is weird. Like, you get eliminated and, like, you were like, are they dead? Question mark. We don't know. We don't know if they died. <laughs> That's the best part. I don't even think in, like, the Tim Burton movie we confirmed if they died or not. <laughs> we're just like, alive? Question mark? I don't know. Don't, don't ask me this shit. He's only liable. For everyone in that building, you know, he's just the owner of the goddamn company. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about Augustus falling in the fucking river. Uh, Violet turns Violet. I always thought that was the joke here. She turns Violet because she turns into a blue bear, which Violet is purplish blue, right? Am I right here? You know, purple's a cool color. Um, oh, wait, no, Violet, no, she chooses the prototype gum because she's like i chew gum for a living and i beat this little bitch at back home you know shit like that you know how little girls talk and shit like that funny enough i don't think violet violet was definitely not the worst one she she did get lucky i feel like violet is just her dad uh just i don't know about her mom situation i don't know she may need a may need a more strict parental figure you know just a I hope she's fine. I, I hope I hope Violet turned out fine. If any of the kids could have survived, I think Violet deserved it because they were just like, oh, gum? I like gum. Like They kind of baited her into that one. Maybe she's okay, too. Uh, you know? But then, you know, I guess there's the fizzy lifting drink that Grandpa Joe tricked Charlie into. I'm like, God damn it, Grandpa Joe. For, the, for fuck's sake. This is a goddamn test to see who wins an entire goddamn Fortune 500 country. Am I saying that right? Fortune 500 country company? Is that correct? Am I correct? I don't know. Uh, he drinks a fizzy lifting drink, but luckily, Grandpa Joe just fucking burps, and he's like, oh, I guess that that's the reason why I'm like, hey, hey, Grandpa Joe, you're in public. Maybe don't fucking burp all the time and shit like that, so... That scene really was out of nowhere, literally just for the ending of the movie. That also gets resolved very quickly. Uh, who else do we got? Then we get... Who's left after that? So, oh yeah, Veruca. After the golden... She wanted a golden... Go she, sang her, she sang a little song about how she wants a golden goose. And then stood up on their good eggs or bad egg list. And died. I, I, I guarantee Veruca died. And then her dad jumped in the same hole. He's dead too, by the way. Veruca can die. She was a little... Ugh. 
she, yeah, she, she was fucking annoying. So, fuck you, Veruca. I'm glad you're dead. Uh, and then eventually we go into like this. This random because everything up to this point, like the whole chocolate river. His excuse was the best way to mix chocolate. Okay. And then let's look at the the gum. So the gum was like, oh, it's a it's a whole meal all in one. It's a cool little invention. Cool. Stuff like that. Then we get, you know, and then, you know, good eggs, bad eggs. I'm like, oh, Easter candy, yada, 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 you know, chocolate eggs, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that makes sense. Veruca dies there. Then we get to Mike TV's death. Actually, he doesn't die. He just gets small. So he actually probably confirmed alive. But he might have, uh, like, the movie Downsized. Uh, if If you've seen that movie, I haven't. But if you did, yeah, that one's for you. Oh, yeah, so Mike, they're, they were like, oh, yeah, I wanted to put chocolate in TV. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, these are elaborate setups for every child to kill them. Like, it sounds, after that point, it's like, I think you're trying to murder these children. Like, you know exactly what they love. Candy, that, the first one was not going to be hard to kill that kid. Gum, like, you made a gum. Yeah, that, that's pretty easy. Uh, Veruga was actually probably lucky. You did not guess that one. And then this one, you clearly guessed them. Like, you're tr- you were intentionally trying to murder. Because, like, I'm trying to figure out, well, what's the point of having a giant-ass chocolate bar shrunk down into a normal-sized chocolate bar? Unless, like, your logic is, like, it's bigger flavor, which I don't even know if that would actually, I mean, that could work. But, it, you know, when, like, you overdo something? Like, have you ever put too much cheese on something? It sounds sacrilegious saying that, but... It is possible to put too much cheese on someone where it's just mostly cheese and you're not getting the protein you need, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so that's how all the kids die. Uh, we get to the end of the tour. Uh, Wonka's like, I guess you guys can go home now. <laughs> and then he's just like, and Grandpa's like, Where are the, where's my goddamn life spot chocolate? And he's like, I know you guys fucking went into the fizzy drinking lifting room. Now I have to fucking clean that shit. Fuck you guys. Get out of my sight. And then Charlie gives him the everlasting gobstopper that he was told, uh, as he was told. uh, I was told. That if he gave it to Slugsworth, then he'd make like $10,000. But he gave it back to Wonka. Because he's just like, I want to be a, because I'm like the only good person in this entire fucking movie. And, uh, yeah, then, uh, Wonka's like, have my entire company. And they jump in a glass elevator, and they fly out into outer space. Now, I kind of know what happens in the second book. And I know they don't immediately come back down land to help Charlie's family pack and shit. Like, you know, there's a whole ass extra story going on here that they did not want me into a movie because Roald Dahl hated the first one so much. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, a lot of cool stuff, you know, in this movie. It's obviously, Gene Wilde, it's a, it's a classic. It's a classic movie. When people say they don't like it, like, I get why Roald Dahl doesn't like it, because, like, he wrote the original story. And it's similar to The Shining in that sense, where I think The Shining, you know, the Kubrick, Kubrick version... Uh, is a good movie, but if you're going to compare it to book adaptations, it's not a good book adaptation. That's kind of my viewpoint of it. It's like, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is a good movie, but it is not a good book adaptation. It's not a, It did not adapt the book very well into a movie, like getting the story beats right and wrong, you know. 
which, you know, it, it's weird because the fifth Harry Potter book, Order of the Phoenix, is not, I, it's not the best book. And even J.K. Rowling has talked about how she need, she wished she would have cut some things. But I think it's Order of the Phoenix is the best Harry Potter movie because of just how they made the movie. So uh, there's that. Uh, Roald Dahl, you know, there is a meaning to this story, but uh, Roald Dahl... Roald Dahl was a cool guy, uh, but what he 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 was a World War II veteran, but he like I think on the English side too, so on our side, the real side, the good side. But he does not like Jews, and here's the thing though he he is a very intellect intellectual man, but his like, thing is is like, well, the Jews would have had to done something, you know, you know the Holocaust doesn't just come out of nowhere; they they had to have started it. I'm like. Don't make that argument make sense to me. I was like, please do not do that. Because I know you're wrong, but you are making a good point. But the meaning of Charlie and the Ch- or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, whichever religion you want to subscribe to, uh, is the idea that karma comes back for you. So like you could be a piece of shit, but you know, the what you put into the world comes back to you. And though Karma probably doesn't exist that much. I like the idea of it, and I think it's is a good thing. Put good into the world, you'll get good back. But put good into the world to put good into the world. Don't do it to try to get yourself a reward, you know. Um, also, uh, Grandpa Joe's a piece of shit. I, I don't want you guys leaving this episode uh, without knowing he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he should. He, you know, of all of them, he should have died in the chalk. He, you know what a, oh, dude. If I had the chance to remake that movie, here's what I would do. Fizzy lifting drinks, Grandpa Joe, head. Cut straight off. Straight off from that fucking fan, dude. And then Charlie burps and falls down, you know? It's like, where's Grandpa Joe? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, yeah, so obviously, great movie. Ooh. Drizzly, the ultimate convenience for all your alcohol needs, delivered right to your doorstep. Tired of making last-minute trips to the liquor store or dealing with crowded aisles and long checkout lines? With Drizzly, your favorite drinks are just a few taps away, making your alcohol shopping experience easier and more enjoyable than ever before. Drizzly brings the liquor store to you, offering an extensive selection of beer, wine, spirits, and more. Browse their vast catalog of top-quality brands, local favorites, and specialty beverages, all conveniently organized on their user-friendly app or website. With Drizzly, there's no need to leave the comfort of your home. Simply choose your favorite drinks, place your order, and let their reliable delivery partners handle the rest. Whether you're hosting a party, relaxing after a long day, or simply stocking up for the weekend, Drizzly ensures that you drink your drinks are delivered promptly and securely. But Drizzly isn't just about convenience. It's about choice. Discover new flavors, explore unique craft brews, or find the perfect bottle of wine to complement your meal. With Drizzly's vast selection, you have the freedom to choose exactly what you want when you want it. Worried about the hassle of age verification? Drizzly has you covered. Their delivery partners are trained to ensure responsible alcohol delivery, making sure that only those of legal drinking age receive their orders. Your safety and the safety of your community is their top priority. Join the millions of satisfied customers who have already embraced the convenience and simplicity of Drizzly. Say goodbye to the hassle 
hustle of traditional alcohol shopping and hello to the ease of having your favorite drinks delivered to your doorstep. That's not all. Using our link in the description gives you $5 off your first order, which can greatly enhance your night, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Ready to elevate your drinking experience? Download the Drizzly app or visit our website today and experience the future of alcohol shopping. Cheers to a new way of enjoying your favorite drinks with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Honey, your ultimate online shopping companion that saves you time and money effortlessly. Are you tired of endlessly searching for coupon codes or missing out on the best deals when shopping online? Say goodbye to those frustrations and hello to Honey, the free browser extension that revolutionizes your online shopping experience. Honey is your personal shopping assistant that automatically finds and applies the best coupon codes at checkout, helping you save money with just a few clicks. No more wasted time scouring the internet for discounts. Honey does the work for you, ensuring you never miss out on a great deal again. But Honey doesn't stop at coupon codes it goes the extra mile to ensure you get the best price possible. With Honey's innovative price history feature, you can track the price changes of your favorite products over time. This means you'll always know if you're getting the best deal or if it's better to wait for a price drop. And the best part, Honey works seamlessly with over 30,000 online retailers, including popular brands across fashion, tech, home goods, and more. Whether you're shopping for a new wardrobe, upgrading your electronics, or sprucing up your living space, Honey has your back, ensuring you get the best value for your money. Worried about privacy and security? Rest assured, Honey is committed to protecting your personal information. They never sell or share your data, and their browser extension is designed with top-notch security measures to keep your online shopping experience safe and secure. Join the millions of satisfied users like me who have already saved millions of dollars with Honey. Download the Honey browser extension today and unlock a world of savings every time you shop online. Don't miss out on an incredible deal and the chance to save money effortlessly. Experience the power of Honey and take your online shopping to a whole new level. Honey, the sweetest way to shop online. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Oh no! Our table! Uh, it is time for Oh No, Our Table. The part of the podcast where I just answer questions and uh, uh, give you advice. So uh, let's just jump into it. All right, here we go. Um, if I'm giving a guy head, where do I spit out the cum? What? There we go. I mean this in regards to if I'm indoors or somewhere, I can't spit it on the bed or on the floor. Are you supposed to get up and run to a wastebasket? But if there's the case, would you make you look cringe? Like, where do I spit it? Huh. I mean... <laughs> I just like how you sorted your questions off. It's like, in regards to if I'm like indoors or something, I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh, none of us were thinking like you were, you were fucking outdoors or you're you're fucking sucking dick outdoors. If you are cool, I actually think you're cool. Aren't we all thinking the answer here? We we all we're all thinking the same answer here, right? The answer is swallow it. You know. Um, now. Now, as someone who will say, like, yeah, you should probably just fucking swap that shit. I, I also kind of want to say, though, like, I actually don't know if, like, what cum tastes like. I know, apparently, uh, or, um... Because apparently... So, apparently your diet does mean a lot about 
what your cum tastes like. I've not done any of these experiments. I am hearing these. Uh, I want to say I read them in a book, but I actually heard them on like podcasts. So I don't know if they count. But uh, but these come from porn stars. And to be honest with you, if anyone's eating a lot of cum, it is definitely a porn star. Like it's porn. Well, no. Number one in regards to cum consumption uh, would go to the lot lizards, which if you're not a trucker or a touring musician, you do not know what that is. And uh, just be happy with that. Second place for who swallows the most cum is porn. You prop sex work. I'll just put sex workers. You know, sex workers are second to only lot lizards. And uh, yeah, well, like I know, you know, you hear the rumors pineapple helps and apparent probably does, but it, it is weird because I've not gotten a ton of uh, good answers on what makes cum taste good. I think I I googled it once and it's like alcohol makes your cum taste bad. I'm like, okay, I'm out. Weed makes your cum taste bad. I'm like, I guess I'm okay. Are you still out? Uh, if you eat a lot of protein, that makes your cum taste bad. I'm like, okay, is there anything in my life that makes my cum taste... I can't imagine my cum tastes good. Uh, you know? You know? I can't imagine it tastes good. I've heard, like, some chicks talk about, like, yeah, I blew a guy and his, like, cum tasted like battery ass. I'm like, god damn, what do you eat? You know, when you learn it, it's like your diet thing. Like, what the fuck do you eat that makes your cum taste like battery acid, you know? Like, I, you know, I, you never think, fellas don't think about, I mean, I guess sometimes we think about, like, what should, you know, what should I consume before busting nuts in a woman's mouth, you know? And some guys will be like, I guess pineapple juice works, but I don't know. Um, let me answer your question, though. Uh, try swallowing it first, you know. I know it's not fun, but, you know... If you want them, to, if you want, okay, ladies, 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 ladies. I'm not saying that you should do this for every man, but I will tell you, if you want a fella to like you, okay, never mind, it was just the wind. If you want a fella to like you, swallow his nut. He will love you. Or if you eat his ass, one of the two will work. My husband prefers porn over me. What could be the reason? Experiencing a sudden decline in intimacy after marriage, within three months, our sexual activity has significantly decreased, with me initiating most encounters and facing rejection. Despite his claims of low interest due to creatine and pre-workout supplements, he consistently watches porn and scandal videos. What the fuck are scandal videos? I maintain my physical fitness and we share a love in loving and fun relationship, but the lack of intimacy remains a concern. Seeking advice on how to navigate the situation and understand the underlying issues. Huh. So you are in a good reason. Like, yeah, so with I mean the obvious answer is have you should have a conversation with them. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about finding answers to questions you don't want to ask. So ask the actual person. So let me help you out. So, okay, so his sexual, his actual sexual activity has decreased, but the amount of nuts busted remains the same. So, so ladies, if you don't know, this is boy math right here. We're going to go into boy math. Whereas in when you're in a monogamous relationship, you know, 
there's a certain amount of nuts you need to bust. Like there's some manual nuts you need to bust on your own, and then there's certain nuts you need to bust with someone. And what I what I'm thinking is here, your husband is preferring to bust his nuts to porn over you, and you've been married for three months. Couple questions I do have. I would ask, uh, what is the porn he's looking at? To like, just think about it. If it's just, is it just normal porn? Uh, we're getting into some dangerous territory here because I, I am, I am not going to be the reason a woman has like body dysmorphia. You know, I don't want to be that reason. But uh, what is, what do the women in the porn look like? You know, is it like, are they different? Kind of different. Are they similar to you? Are they different? How different are they from you? And even then, though, it's like, I love my wife, but sometimes I wish I was fucking another chick, you know? You know, but I don't want to cheat on my You know, like, he, a good guy wouldn't cheat on his wife. So, you know, you have stuff like that. I'm curious about the creatine and pre-workout, though. Part of me thinks that's gay, you know? I don't know. When, I, when you wrote that down, I was like, is he gay? That was like my first one. But like he didn't put anything in, the, in regards to him. Like he he likes gay porn over me. And I'm like, y'all know if if someone's choosing gay porn over me, like we all know the answer to that question. Don't ask me. Don't be asking me questions like, hey, my boyfriend looks at gay porn and I can't get him to stop. What should I do? I'm like, what you can do is get him a guy to fuck and leave him. That's what you can do. Find someone who cares about you. Uh, there are more men than women out there, so, like, ladies, I don't know what you're, why you're going for the gays, you know? Uh, but yeah, at the end of it, yeah, it's, it is curious, um, my best suggestion would be is to spontaneously suck his dick, and that way, you get him hard, and then he has to fuck you, because, ladies, not all blowjobs have to be to completion, Preferably, if you've watched any porn ever, you know, the woman starts sucking and then she gets, then she gets plowed, you know? And so, you know, it's similar to the blue balls argument. It's like, don't start something you're not willing to finish, you know? I think in your situation, what I would tell you is start something that you are willing to finish. Told you I'm right. What is the greatest conspiracy theory of all time? All right. I have it right here in my brain. And I'm willing to tell you, uh, tell some of you. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? And I'm telling you right now, the greatest conspiracy of our time is the fact that Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana. Shocks. I know. Conspiracy theory. I, some people would say it was confirmed. Others are still in questions about it. But it is true, though Hannah Montana has not been around for a very, very, very long time. I do feel that my conspiracy theory that Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana holds a lot of grounds. And if you want to look at, there's a Hannah Montana album, there's like Hannah Montana. And then there was, like, a B-side to the album. It was, like, meet Miley Cyrus. And, you know, obviously Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus are different people. You know, supposedly are different people. But why would they release that that album, you know? 
you know, around the same time, you know, very suspicious, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, like, look at their facial features, too, like, have you seen Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana put side by side? Their faces are literally identical, like, it's all, almost as if Miley Cyrus is just, all she's doing is just putting on a blonde wig, and we're all in the situation, we're like, holy shit, that's Hannah Montana, really, it's Miley Cyrus, in a wig all along, you know, back when Miley had brunette hair, now she's a blonde, and it's like, you know, like, I'm like, we get it, you're not Hannah Montana, but, like, the blonde is not helping, you know, she doesn't have the Hannah Montana blonde hair, but she has blonde hair, and, like, we get, you know, it's a good cover-up, Miley, but we all know Miley, Miley Cyrus, you are Hannah Montana. Stop trying to hide it from people. And I think it's just a good time in your life to confess that you are. Because, like, at the end of the day, Miley, what's going to happen? You tell people you're Hannah Montana. What's going to happen? Hannah Montana hasn't released music in forever. No one's, people are going to be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. And then they look back on that and they're like, wow, that was really Miley Cyrus the whole time. It wasn't really Hannah Montana, the actress, you know, or actress slash TV star. You know, it's crazy, like. You know, you think I'm, I'm sounding crazy right now, but really, I, I think there's so much more shit into this that some of you don't even understand. Just Google, is Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana? And, like, Google basically confirms that she is. So, it's, there is some crazy fucking shit, you know, in this world. Like, I don't believe in a lot of conspiracies, you know. We all know conspiracies are dumb, you know, because we know aliens exist. We we got proof of that shit. Like they're not having fucking unless they're unless they're distracting us from someone else. I'm like yeah, aliens exist. You know, how much like are they involved in our government? I don't know. Is Miley Cyrus Ham in Montana? I'm like yeah, we all know that's that's a hundred percent true. So we live in a crazy world, folks. The world is crazy. If you didn't need to work to get anything. Would you still work? Good question there. Um, work to get anything. Like, that's that's obviously a little bit more something I question. Like, so you just have, like, not necessarily you're rich, but, like, you kind of have, like, a... My idea is, like, a debit slash credit card that just is always approved, you know? Like, every, transactions always go through, you know? Like, that's what I think, um... And that's a real thing with uh, for me, and especially when you're going for an artistic endeavor, because would you still work? Like, okay, like random day jobs, you know, you've had to, I've had to work in my life. I'm like, no, I'd definitely not be doing that. But, you know, I like teaching. I like, I like playing music. You know, I like recording and stuff like that. So I definitely, when, if, when money is not a problem, if slash when slash if, doing um like money is not a problem i'd probably still be doing music you know i'd still be trying to record and uh that recording wise though would probably be like hey i'm, I'm buying some fucking bitching equipment and i don't even know like because i like my setup right now it's like the worst thing about my recording setup to me is i would say is just that the actual building you know i've had it i have my current space in you know uh you know, it's just some adjustments I'd rather make there. 
So if I, if you know, work, you know, I wouldn't do like a job I didn't like to make money, but I'd still probably, I'd probably still do this podcast. I'd still, uh, and I'd probably, do, this podcast would probably be a little bit easier because you're not worried about sponsors or YouTube and shit like that. You're just like, I'm going to make a show, throw it out. Yada, yada, yada. If I have actual money, too, I'm going to be like, I'm going to send the video files out to someone. They're going to deal with it. They're going to fucking handle everything. And they, you know, and all that shit. Um, I would, so yeah, technically I would still work, but it would definitely be, it would always be like, yeah, I don't do things I don't want to do, you know? And I mean, that's how I'm trying to set up my life right now is just to be like, hmm. There's things I do want to do and things I don't want to do. How do I make push my life in the direction of only doing things I want to do, you know, and less because you're always gonna have things you don't want to do. Like no matter how if like how good my music career gets, it's like, oh, you have to wake up at five a.m. for a radio interview, and you're like, I hate waking up. I don't want to wake up at five a.m. But you know, you're you're still gonna have shit like that no matter what you ever want to do in life, you know. It's just the idea of like, hey, at least I get to do this. You know, I'm, I'm so happy I get to do this and shit like that. So, like, though I had to wake up at 5 a.m., I'm thankful. You know, change that. So, you know. Uh, would I work? I mean, I'd still do music and podcasts and everything. I, I'd just do things I want to do. I mean, that's the end of the day is what I'm trying to build my life around is that kind of thing, you know. So. Uh... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. The guy I'm seeing says God talks to him through his notes app. After a few dates, he shared that he believes God speaks to him through his notes app. It's odd, and I'm unsure if it's the start of a delusional behavior. Saying goodbye to a decent guy is tough, but I'm hesitant in pursuing a relationship with someone who genuinely believes in this. Should I end it or bring up the conversation again when we're both sober? I'm conflicted, and my friends are tired of hearing about it. Your friends are tired of hearing about it. Okay. You should talk to your friends. Just get their opinion, too. Do not ask a guy on the internet about these problems. You know, when... You don't end it with, and my friends are tired of hearing about it. I'm like, okay, so you have friends. I'm like, why are you asking a guy? You know, you're just like, you're a real person, Shweezy. I know it. I'm like, but I'm also a guy on the internet. So I am a real person, but I am also someone on the internet. So I'm a real person, but I'm also someone on the internet. So, I don't know what his fucking... So, you know, let me go about this as if I'm friends. If one of my friends told me... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in that perspective. Because as a guy I don't know, I'm just like, this dude is fucking out of his mind. Uh, get out of it. Because why is God... He's typing on his fucking notes app and he's pretending it's God. You know, that's my mind. But... I also want to go over this perspective uh, that you care about this person. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. Like, it's with that mindset of like, oh, this is a person you, somewhat, person you care about, which is not how I usually answer these questions. I usually answer questions with, I don't know this person, so I got to be brutally honest. Uh, but, so, because I have, you know, I have friends, at least back in my Christian day, say they've had weird experiences with demons and stuff like that. And 
as much as now I want to poke holes in all their stories, there is part of me that knows that, like, this person isn't kind of that fucking weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Like, who just makes up shit and sees weird shit, you know? It's like, you meet people, and, like, they're very dead on. Like, you know, they're serious about it and stuff like that, which, you know, it's something I'm like, you're my friend. You believe this is serious. I want to respect that word. I think it's a little bit of sleep paralysis, but I, I don't, like I said, I'm a musician who was traumatized by evangelical Christianity. So I'm a little, you know, I can be in a weird spot here. Um, I think it it all comes down to this. The advice I want to give you is that do you believe him? Because if you believe him, then you believe him, you know? And, you know, it's like, I don't know the guy. You know, the world is a weird place, so I'll let you, you know, let you believe him. But if you don't believe him and you think he's being weird and making up shit, you know, are you, wait a minute. Are you dating Mike Bickle? Are you dating Mike Bickle? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. If you're listening to the show and you're the one who wrote this question, I do want to ask if you're dating Mike Bickle. I'm going to tell you right now. I know a lot about that guy. I'm going to tell you. Do not. Do not let him touch you. Don't, do not even let him shake your hand. That guy is gross. So, uh, yeah. So it really comes down to, do you believe that God speaks to him through his notes app, or do you don't? What are your current religious beliefs? Because I'm very, you know, even if I did still believe in God, I would be skeptical being like, God speaks to me through my notes app. And then he's like, here's what God sent me. And I'm like, you could have probably easily just wrote this shit down and are trying to fool me, you know? So in my, in my now, whatever you want to call me, version of agnostic I am uh, I would say this guy is making shit up and he is delusional um for your own sanity I would say drop him because the baggage is not something you want to handle uh for those of you who do believe in God and think like maybe um he probably wants something out of this and that's why he would be so open and honest about it you know for the most part, I will say, though, like, my friends who I genuinely do think had, like, a a very godly experience in their life, I will say, though, uh, they don't say ridiculous goddamn nonsense, you know? It's, it's very, like, God told me I needed to, like, you know, God, it's always, like, something very simple, like, what God tells them to do, you know, not something like, you're gonna, you're gonna help bring in Mike Bickle, you're going to help me bring in uh, the next the next John the Baptist. So assault a bunch of women because you're going to need that's what you're going to need to do to get this thing off the ground. You know, just fuck you like that. But in my honest opinion, though, I think anyone who's saying God spoke to me, I'm like, you're making up shit. Because when I used to think God spoke to me, it was like it's probably a little bit of my gut being like you need to make this life decision and be like, you know, that's how it is. When I first met my girlfriend, she was 120 pounds, and now she's well over 240 pounds. God damn, that's 120 pounds. How do I stop her from keep 
Bing overeating. I don't know if that was a right sentence. No, I think it's telling me it's not. Her belly's overhanging too much. She can't walk upstairs fast anymore. Always out of breath. Keeps pushing the date. We both go to the gym. I go alone. And it's really eating at me because she just gorges herself with junk food. And I love her. But IDK, I, if we can be still together with her constantly eating food and being lazy. That is true. I, I mean, you you make a good argument. However, I would like to... I do need to... I would like to ask the question, though I'm not getting an answer right now. How much weight have you gained in this time? Because, because like... <laughs> you know, like, she's like, she was 120 pounds, now she's 240. Which, 120 pounds is a lot of weight, FYI, folks. In case you didn't know that, it's a lot of weight. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it, I'm very curious about your weight gain. You know, you say you go to the gym, so, you know, I'm a, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt here in regards to answering your question that you've been maintaining your health, but she has not, and she's gotten lazy. And I got to tell you, fellas, you know, like I've, I've seen so many women get married, like, work so hard their entire life to look good in their wedding dress, and then they become a cow, you know, right after that, you know? You're just like, remember when you used to be hot, you know, and now you're just like a fat cow with, like, five kids, and they all suck. You know, life used to be cool, and now your life's not cool anymore, you know? It is funny how fast people go from, like, wedding dress, I'm pretty to, I'm a fat fucking mom, you know? Um, yeah, but there is... But I do want to say something similar here, like, there, I don't know, you know, it's it's hard to, like, understand someone, because if it was, like, someone, if she, because the idea I think of is, like, she always tried to maintain, like, a good health, but then she started dating you, and then she just let it go, you know, and I'm definitely in a mindset, I'm like, hey, you know, I know we're a couple now, like, you know, like, and obviously, beauty standards are one thing, but, like, at the same time, like, let's try to look good for each other. You know, that's, you know, that's a mindset I have, but I know it's different for everyone, but, you know, weight is, weight does sound like a very petty thing to be, like, break up with someone about, but, like, your partner does seem like she changed into a completely different person after she ate. 120 pounds is a lot of weight. You know, I don't know if she's depressed or, you know, I don't know what's going on. But I will tell you this. Uh, she will lose weight if you break up with her. I mean, yeah. Uh, the other, you know, because, like, I think you go you go to the gym, so it's not like you're not willing to put in some work, too. You know? Um, I think it's just definitely, you know... Uh, you know, there is no good way, you know, because it's like, if a woman withhold, withholds sex, it's kind of like a man, you can convince a man to change because of that, but like, a man can't withhold sex from a woman and expect her to change, you know? You know, I don't know. But it's also, I think it's, at the end of the day, I think it's important, you know, for you, like, if you're very motivated, like, let's keep myself in shape type of person, and she's not, like, the relationship's not going to work out. So you can break up with her, and that will motivate her to lose weight. So, you know, at the end of the day, maybe that's going to be your best solution. 
Finally, our last question. Um, do you think pe- do you think most people feel lazy and lethargic to go to work in the morning? Do many people generally feel lazy and lethargic about going to work in the morning? As a guy in my mid-30s, I often struggle with tiredness and reluctance to get out of bed on work days, even though I enjoy my job. I find myself contemplating calling in sick just to continue sleeping on off days. I tend to sleep in late. I'm curious if this morning reluctance is common among others. I mean, I've had that when I've had to work jobs. I generally hate, and like you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, Fuck, I have to go into that goddamn fucking piece of shit workplace again. God damn it. And you're just like laying in bed and like, just, God, please just fucking end my life so I do not have to fucking go into work. You know? And for me, I'm like, that's just, you know, now I'm looking back at that, you know, now that I'm just forcing myself to kind of work for myself for the most part, it's kind of like, yeah, that wasn't a good way to be living my life, you know? Uh, waking up to do a job that you hate and then it's like, you don't even want to, like, quit. You can't even quit that job because you need the money so bad. You know, it's just not a good way to generally do life. Uh, so, yeah. Um, do you enjoy your job? I'm questioning that. Like, because if you're having a hard time, because, like, I do substitute teaching, like, music classes and stuff like that. And though, like, the night before, I'm like, fuck, why did I agree to this? And sometimes I'm like, why did I agree to wake up this early? But, like, I'm still able to get myself out of bed and get going, you know? But, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I think that's just tired. But sometimes you're just like, I don't want to fucking do this. Realize, do you hate your job? Do you hate your life, you know? Because, like, when I wake up and I don't want to be around, it's because I'm depressed and I hate my life. So it sounds like you have a little bit of depression, and, uh, you might benefit from a therapist, but, like, you also seem like you're somewhat okay at the same time. So, uh, maybe pick your poison, you know? That's the best way to deal with it. And with all that being said, thank God we finally finished this episode of Cancel Sweezy, Ho- you know, known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Social media is at the Shweezy. My music is under Shweezy as well, wherever you stream music at as well. We got Patreon, Cash App, PayPal, all great ways to support the show and say thank you for being a friend. But don't forget all the free shit you can do. Subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you're listening, but especially on YouTube. Leave us a comment over on YouTube as well and make sure you're liking all the segments and all the fucking bullshit we post over there on YouTube as well. And if you're an audio listener, give us a 5432 or one star rating and leave us a review. Hog if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Thank you for tuning in to Cancel Shweezy, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast, and joining me on this incredible journey. I hope you've enjoyed the valuable insights and engaging discussion I brought to your ears. To ensure you never miss an episode, hit that subscribe button now. By subscribing, you'll receive automatic updates 
whenever we release new content, keeping you in the loop with the latest episodes and topics. Subscribing not only guarantees that you'll never miss a beat, but also helps support our show. Your subscription plays a crucial role in helping us continue to bring you high-quality content and maintain our podcast growth. So whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or watching our YouTube channel, take a moment to click that subscribe button. Join our community of passionate listeners and be part of the journey. Personally, I appreciate your support, and together, we can make this podcast even better. So don't wait any longer. Hit that subscribe button now and stay connected with us. Thank you for being part of our podcast family.